Lions have great vision. The brightest sunshine won't blind them, and in low light, they can see six times better than humans. They can hear prey from a mile away. And their sense of smell is so keen, they can tell how recently the prey passed. Lions will take on prey more than twice their size. A full-grown zebra can weigh nearly half a ton. One kick from those hooves can break a lion's jaw. Lions are sprinters, not marathoners. They can hit 35 miles an hour, but only for a few seconds. So they team up, approaching their prey from different angles. Zebras learn to keep their distance, but one zebra is about to violate the first rule of the safari. Always stay with the group. Well, you know we weren't going to finish that one out, right? <laughs> For obvious reasons, uh, well... Actually, the, the zebra made it, just so you know. <laughs> no, it didn't, it didn't. So, sorry. So sorry, it didn't make it, gang. Spoiler alert, you don't need to watch the rest of it, unless you're weird. All right, so, okay, so, <laughs> why did we show that video? Well, today, you notice what the narrator said. As the video went on, the narrator said, one zebra is about to violate the first rule of the safari. Always stay with the group. That was the zebra's mistake. The zebra got off alone without others to help to protect it from danger. So today we're going to continue our message series. Seriously, we've been talking about getting serious about our relationship with God. And man, I hope... I hope you're taking real steps of growth. Are you getting serious about your spiritual journey? Today, one of the steps we're going to talk about is getting serious about accountability. We're going to talk about this fact that if we're going to be safe in this life, if, if we're going to grow in our relationship with God... If we are going to experience the full joy of what God has for us in our life, we must get serious about having accountability in our lives through others. And what we're going to do, we're going to do that today by turning, rather, to a passage in Ecclesiastes chapter 4. So turn with me there in your Bibles. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, or follow with us on the screen. Verses 9 through 12 say this, says, it says, two are better than one 
because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Gang, we cannot make it in life without other people. Without strategic other people in our lives. We can approach uh, what God's Word is saying here in terms of friendship. We could talk about it in terms of fellowship. But today, though, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about it in terms of accountability. Let's think about what those verses just said. What do they tell us about the value of accountability in our lives? And why we need to get serious about accountability? Well, first of all, what these verses remind us that is that, number one, accountability brings growth. You know, so often when we think about accountability, we think about it in negatives, right? Um, and, and there's even other words that kind of relate to it that we don't really like either. Like, for example, account. You know, being accountable for something. Or, 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 or how about, you know, it's, I'm just going to say it, it's tax season, right? Man, I don't know, but did anybody just get a shudder down their back? Like, whoo! Doesn't give you the warm and fuzzies, does it? No, it doesn't. And we're going to talk about the negative aspects potentially about that in a moment. But before we do, what I want us to do is look at, at, at especially verse 9. There is a positive aspect to having other close people in our lives. Notice what it says in verse 9. It says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. They have a good reward for their toil. So, two people working together can do more than one can do alone. For example, horses pulling weight. Did you know that a draft horse, a draft horse, do you know how much weight one draft horse can pull by itself? 8,000 pounds. 8,000 pounds. You know how, many, how much weight two horses can pull? You might be like, well, logically, one plus two equals, one plus one, rather. <laughs> math, man, math. One plus one equals two. So, so obviously, 16,000 then, right? No. No, actually, it can do about 24,000 pounds, two of them together, can pull about 24,000 pounds, three times the weight that one can pull. Wow. Friends, that is true in your life and in mine too. You and I can get a better return on our work in this life. You can go farther. You can do more if you have other people in your life. You can go farther. You can do more if you have other people in your life. If you want to grow, praise the Lord. If you want to grow more, you're going to have to have other people in your life. 
Dr. Henry Cloud, he's a well-known Christian counselor in a book called How People Grow, talks about when he first came to Christ. He says this, uh, how he was struggling, uh, but, for, but he met with a friend, rather about a time he was struggling, he met with a friend, and the friend couldn't help him, but he referred him to some godly people. He refer, referred him especially to a godly couple, and that couple took him in and helped him get started as a believer. And then that couple introduced him to some other believers in a church. And there he began to see other qualities of Jesus and other believers. And those believers began to see some things about him, about Jesus and him. And then he went to school and eventually went on to be a well-known Christian counselor. And, And at the end of the testimony about how people are so critical to our growth in our lives, he made this statement. This reality... It's become one of the foundational understandings of everything we do as professional counselors. If you're going to help people grow, you must understand the necessity of relationships for growth. Years of research and experience back up this biblical reality. You must have relationships to grow. You and I need the accountability of others in our lives if we're going to grow. Listen to some verses from God's word that emphasize this to us. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17 says this, Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. And I've got a little, got a little uh, goodie bag uh, with me here, and I'm going to pull out some, some gloves. Yeah, who's ever seen Forged in Fire before? Man, this show is awesome, man. I, I love that show. That show, they, you know, they, they're blacksmiths, right? And they get these time trials where they have to take a concrete rebar and they have to turn it into a samurai sword in three hours. And it's amazing what these skilled people can do. But some, at some point, after they forge this piece of metal in the fire, eventually they get down to a point after they have whacked it and whacked it and whacked it. I'm not going to do that. They eventually start grinding on it. And as they grind on it, I mean, they got like a few hours to do this, so they're really grinding, grinding, grinding. Eventually, with the work of these skilled smiths, they make a useful tool, a weapon. That's what's being talked about in this passage. One person is like that in another person's life. Slowly, it's not even... Not even the most necessarily pleasant process all the time. But slowly, we are making something, we're being formed into something useful. A tool, a weapon, in the hands of our Redeemer. Forged in fire, y'all. Y'all gonna go check it out later. I know, it's awesome, right? We need people in that, like that in our lives to shape us, to make us sharper. Amen? Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 through 25 say, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. You know, many times we tend to focus on the not forsaking our assembling together part, and that is true, and that is very important, but don't miss what it says in verse 24. It says, let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works. 
Friends, having the accountability of other people in your life will help you grow to become a better person, to become more loving, to do good works with your life. If you are truly serious about growing in your relationship with God, then you will need, you will need to get serious about accountability. It will help you grow. Now, even as I say that, I know some of us are here and we are hesitant about this. And frankly, we are hesitant about it probably because we have misconceptions about what we are talking about when we talk about accountability. So let's deal with some of these because if we don't, you just might miss out on some important ways that God wants to help you to grow. So first of all, write this down. Accountability is not one person focused on pointing out the sins of another person. See, often people have this kind of weird idea, and don't miss this, this is the tactic of the enemy. He twists good things and makes them almost half true so that they're not desirable and we don't want to be a part of it because of it. This is not what accountability is. Accountability is not having someone who is responsible to point out or to somehow dig out the sins out of you so that you, after feeling so guilty about them, oh my goodness, can you imagine... Somebody, okay, so you're going to meet with me and you're going to keep badgering me and keep pressing in on me and keep digging into me until finally I feel so guilty that I just tell you all the bad things I've done. Goodness, does that sound pleasant to you? Friends, if that's your view of what accountability is, that is an unhealthy view of accountability. Number one, it's, at best, it's goofy. What is that? And at worst, it promotes laziness on the, per- on the part of the person who is being held accountable. It is not. That is not what accountability is. It is not only for specific common struggles in our lives. We often think of sexual sin as, as being a big part of accountability. And, and it is needed, and yes, it is helpful. But accountability can involve a range of other challenges. And, it is, and, it, and what we are saying here is that it's not just for the struggles, although, amen, the struggles are real. It is for positive growth to help us become more like Jesus in our lives. And so, friends, it is not limited to one-on-one relationships either. Maybe you're nervous about having accountability in your life. Maybe because you don't like the image that that gives I have to meet one-on-one, and and we get to go deep into the things of my life. Deep, deep, deep. Like, no, not necessarily. It can involve groups of people. It does not have to always be that focused in your life. For For example, growth groups. Growth groups are a group of people who learn with each other, pray for, and encourage one another. And that is a very helpful form of accountability in your life. And that will help you grow. So let's write a positive description of accountability then. If accountability is not all those things, then what is it? Accountability is when someone is desperate. Say it again with me. Are you desperate? Are you desperate for growth and change in your life? then you will want accountability. Accountability is when someone is desperate for growth and change and realizes that one of God's greatest resources for us is having other godly people in our lives. Are you desperate for growth and change? Are you getting serious about your walk? 
And we need to get serious about accountability because accountability brings growth, but also accountability provides protection. Listen to what verse 10 says. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. If someone falls down, what a blessing to have a teammate, a partner to pick you up. But how sad it is when someone falls down and there is no one around to help. Also, a little further down in verse 12, in the first part of verse 12, it says, And though a man might prevail against one who was alone, two will not withstand him. You know, just like that video that we saw earlier, that poor zebra, one doctor said this, I know of no more potent killer than isolation. Listen. Someone needs to hear this. There is no more destructive influence on physical and mental health than the isolation of you from me and us from them. It has been shown to be a central part, a central agent of the etiology or the etiology or cause of depression, paranoia, schizophrenia, rape, suicide, mass murder, and a wide variety of other disease states. Church family, this speaks to a lot of what we are trying to do here at New Hope. One, no one ever falls without someone there to help them up. And if they do fall, we want to find out and help them back up. And if they're attacked, we don't want them to feel alone in the battle. We know that one of the most powerful tactics of the enemy is to isolate people. To lie to them. To take them down wrong and hurtful paths. And then destroy their lives. And we want to do anything we can, anything we can, to keep that from happening. Friends, accountability is about protection. We need other people watching out for us, having our backs. So accountability is not just about dealing with the negative challenges in our lives. It's God's good plan to help us to grow. That's what we saw in in verse 9. And having said that, we just noticed in the next verse, verse 10, that it tells us that there's a protective role to accountability. Let's listen to some scriptures that talk about this a bit more. One of them is Galatians chapter 6. Verses 1 through 2, it says, Brothers, if, you, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourselves, lest you be tempted, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. You know, some of the ways we see this happening in our church family, for example, pornography. Man, it is an absolute epidemic that is ravaging the lives of men and young men and their families and even more and more women, too. So we have groups that meet together to to help each other, to stay strong in that battle, because that battle is real. Substance abuse. We have so many people in our society who have often gotten trapped by addiction. And then it's an almost impossible thing to get out of. But, friends, the fruit of victory is possible. Part of that is if you have others to help you on in that journey out of addiction. Marriage. Man, it is almost impossible for families to stay together through all the storms of life today. Amen? But, 
we've got more and more husbands and wives saying, we want to make it. And we know that the only way we'll make it is if we have a team around us. So we have couples who are meeting and encouraging others to stay strong and to stay focused. And praise God that he has given us that kind of accountability in our lives. Because accountability, accountability brings protection. What is it about accountability from others that protects our lives? What protection does accountability provide for our lives? Well, accountability provides, one, a sense that we are not alone. As we said a moment ago, the enemy loves to get us alone, or at least to make us think that we are alone. Having other people in your life gives you confidence I'm not alone. It gives us an objective voice outside of ourselves. Sometimes in life, sometimes we just kid ourselves, right? We, We don't see. And so we need other people who can speak into our lives more objectively. And it, it could be either way. We might be making, it too, making too light of a situation, and so someone really needs to speak into that and help us see how serious it is. Other times we might be thinking too much of a situation, and we need some encouragement, and we need some grace. Accountability also provides wise counsel. There are many verses that tell us about how important it is to have wise counsel. Listen to Proverbs 15, verse 22. It says, Without counsel, plans fail. But with many advisors, they succeed. Do you have people like that in your life? Good, godly, Bible-based friends. It also provides other viewpoints or, or ways to see things. The Bible says that God has a body, a family, amen? And each part has a different place in his work. So that means that I cannot see and know everything. And I need other people in my life who will show me things that I do not see, that I do not know. We need other viewpoints. And we need need God's servants. Accountability provides God's servants who speak his word into our lives. What we really need in our lives for our protection is God. And he lives in my heart, yes. So some people would say, so why do I need other people then? Well, because God has chosen to do a big part of his leading in my life through his other servants. Friend, no matter how smart and how godly you are, you cannot lead your own growth and recovery. You cannot provide your own protection. You need for God to speak into your life through his servants, other people. Now, I do want to give some caution to this, though. Some of us here are here, and we know uh, you would say that you're someone that God is using in the lives of others. And you and I need to be very mindful we are not Jesus. We're just his servants. And in fact, we are sinners, too. And we still need the help of others. Remember Galatians 6.1, it says, Brothers, if anyone's caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. 
Then it says, keep watch on yourself. Lest you too be tempted. So yes, be used by God in the lives of other people. But don't become bossy. Don't become self-righteous because you, that is really not God's purpose for us at all. Friends, I hope you're beginning to see accountability is something that needs to be a part of your life. Number one, you need it for your growth. Number two, you need it for your protection. But there is another thing that is hinted at in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Accountability. Accountability is about partnership. As we've said so many times, we focus on accountability for the negative reasons. And we just talked about that. It is, it is certainly helpful for, for those things. I can't be protected by finding God's good way or staying in it without the help of others. But there is something else that I want us to see in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Look at what it says in verse 11. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? You know, as I read that, that verse, a word comes to my mind. Partnership. I need people in my life for the blessing of relationships to have partners in my life. Here it says, when I'm cold. You know, is that hard to understand in the North Country at the end of winter? <laughs> no, I don't think it is, right? But when I'm cold, if I have a partner to help me, I can stay warm. And sure, this could be talking about the companionship of marriage. And, and it should be applied in that way. We should work to be growing our marriages with these kinds of thoughts in mind, for sure. But it is not just talking about marriage relationships. It is saying that I need other people close in my life. And when they are, that can be a very, very good thing. Amen? I mentioned those words friendship and fellowship at the beginning. And, and I really believe uh, that comes to bear here. We need people in our lives who we can partner together with. Our friends, our fellows, our partners. We sometimes call them our accountability partners. With uh, those who are with us. Even just to be having their presence in our lives to encourage us. Not to give up, to keep going, and to keep growing. You know, I think it's interesting that in Luke chapter 10, verse 1, Jesus sent the disciples out in pairs. Notice what it says in Luke 10, verse 1. It says, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. Why did he do that? Why did he send them out two by two? Well, for all the reasons we've just mentioned, and more. But overall, partnership. And do you ever feel just like, man, I need someone else to know that I'm alive. That knows what's going on with me. I don't even need them to do anything for me. I just need them to know. And them knowing makes me feel better. I read recently about the late Billy Graham. <clears throat> he was once showing another Christian leader around his home in Montreat, North Carolina. And as he was, he pointed down the hill 
from his home where other team members of his, of his over the years were building their own houses. Isn't that amazing? After decades, decades of doing ministry together, they had built such relationships together that they wanted to finish out their lives living close to one another. They had become partners in ministry, but also in life. People who served with each other, loved each other, stood with each other, cared for each other. And if you look at the end of these verses, it says this. It says, a threefold cord is not quickly broken. You know, someone said this is kind of a proverb, kind of a proverb way of saying more support, more strength. But I think that most Christians have recognized this over the years to say this. You plus your buddy plus God means it's hard to break you. You plus your buddy plus God it's hard to break you. But if you think about the image that's given, the image Kind of like a rope. You know, it's easier to destroy the strands in a rope when you take them apart, right? Have you ever noticed that, I mean, this is just a twine, but when a rope has strands wrapped around each other, that makes them really strong. They can take on a lot of work. And that causes them all to be able to do more together. Like we talked about on those horses earlier, right? You know, but if I really wanted to, I could... I could take one of these strands off. And once I take this strand off, I've just got a pair of scissors here. That's not too serious, right? I can cut right through that rope. And that's just like what happened to that zebra, isn't it? He went off alone, and he was susceptible. But you know, if that rope wasn't separated, and these strands were together tell you, it's a lot harder to cut this rope. It's going to take me a little while if I really sat here, right? That is what we're talking about when we talk about accountability. As pastors, you know, we meet people who say to us all the time, I don't have to have other people in my life. I don't need a church to worship God. I can worship God in my own heart and on my own. We tell them, you know, that's true. You can worship God without a church family. But there is a whole big world in your relationship with God that you will never really will have if you don't get serious about your relationship with others. Because first of all, it'll stunt your growth. Second of all, it will leave you unprotected. And thirdly, it will leave you lonely. Wishing you had some people to run with in your life some partners on the path to pursuing God and his plans for this world with you. So if we're going to get serious about our relationship with God, we need accountability. We've got to get serious about it. How's God speaking to you about that?
Let's turn to him now in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you first and foremost for for such a clear passage with such clear images to help illustrate our need for other people in our lives. Thank you that you have made it so clear that if we're really going to be serious about our walk with you, then we've got to have other people who are serious about it too in our lives, who know us and we know them, who are encouraging us and we can encourage too. We need to be sharpened. We want to become useful. So Lord, what are you saying to us now? Are we desperate to grow and change? Do we want you more than our next breath? Somebody's here right now and they're realizing that they've not taken that step of partnering with their church family. And they realize they need to take steps of connecting with others in a more serious way. Somebody needs to join a growth group. Somebody needs to talk to a friend. Somebody needs, after the service, to go and approach somebody that they have known for a while that they need to talk to and ask if they can get a cup of coffee with. Somebody is here right now and they realize that they do not have a relationship with God. They've seen the powerful picture of communion earlier. They've uh, heard God's word open. They've seen images of their need for relationship with God and with others, and they realize they don't have that. Friends, if that is you, if you're ready to meet Jesus, you can turn to him now from your heart. Say, God, thank you. Thank you for sending Jesus for me. I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. Jesus, come into my life. Give me a relationship with you now. Jesus, you that lasting change is possible. We can grow and we can live life to the full the way you planned it, knowing you and enjoying you to the full. And you have a plan for that. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence and your spirit in our lives. And thank you for church family, people we can be accountable to. So God, what are you saying? What's the next step? Not all of them, but just 
who, what. Would you give us the grace and the strength to respond with yes to you. We will do it, Jesus.